Hey there, it's Danny Eney. I'm the executive producer at Miracy FM, which is the network that publishes the show you're about to listen to. In my day job, I show coaches and consultants in my Hybrid Course University program how to teach their gift through hybrid online courses. We only enroll one cohort of students into the program each year and work with them to build an online course around their expertise to create more leverage in their businesses. That enrollment is happening this month, and the doors will only be open for a few days, from May 22nd through 25th. So if you want to learn more about the program, and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open, head over to miracy.fm slash hcu. And now, on to our show. Miracy. Hi. And welcome to For Better or For Walk. This is the show that explores what it's like to run a business together with a mom and a dad. My name is Priya Patakini. And I'm Micah, Priya's brother, and we're here to listen to our parents talking about other babies that mean when you have kids and you have a business. Ready? Okay, let's go. So our question today is, what about when the business isn't your only baby? Meaning you have other, presumably, children. But I, I guess the, this, a lot of the same logic would apply if you have pets you're very invested in or you're a caregiver for another human being. But in our case, and, and I think this is um, just worth pointing out in terms of context, because there are two very different dynamics depending on who came first. If you have kids and then came the business versus if you have the business and then came the kids, I imagine at least the dynamics are different. And in our case, the business came first. So the business was the oldest child. So that is the context that we are coming from. But with that, sweetie, does that make sense? Do you agree with that? Or do you think like it doesn't matter? I think it makes sense. We had kids about two years into uh, us working on the business and we had two kids in succession. So our kids were little for the first sort of well, I guess, three or so years. And so, you know, that had its own challenges and stuff. When we had our first child, our team was not as experienced as it is now. We had some heads up, like we had nine months to plan for me to take some time off after our first child was born. And so we hired a new operations manager. We set in place some other processes at work and other people on the team who took on more responsibilities and stuff. But I was still the only one who was doing anything finance related. And so the plan for me was to, you know, work maybe one day a week for the first few months and then transition back into working. But our operations manager that we'd hired to take over for me didn't really work out. And so I ended up coming back to work pretty much full time, like two weeks or three weeks after Priya was born. And that's sort of the reality sometimes when you own a business, which is that the buck stops with you. And if that's what's needed, then that's what's needed. And the experience was totally different with Micah, who came about 17 months after Priya was born. So we had a great person taking over as operations manager. We had some help on the finance side. And so I did take, I think, about three months off after Micah was born and just focusing on the financial stuff during the three months. But all that planning and having the right people on the team made the whole difference for when Micah was born. Yeah, I think it ties back to I mean, what we've explored in other conversations in this podcast, but particularly around like, when can you take a break? And the answer is, you know, sometimes you can't. And sometimes you 
make plans and then they don't work out. And it's better to plan in advance, of course, because that you know dramatically increases your chances of it going the way you want to. But there's no guarantee. And you know, if you were working for a company and they had this problem, you'd be like, well, I'm sorry, figure it out, right? It's not my problem. But in this case, it kind of is, you know, it's your problem, it's our problem. And there wasn't a choice. And so that flexibility is taken away. And, and I know that brings up a lot of stuff around priorities and guilt can be a big part of that. Do, do you want to do you want to talk about that? Yeah, something that I've come to realize, you know, is that instead of seeing, you know, work and family as two different buckets, like we can see it all as, you know, there's work and then there's family and there's friends and then there's other obligations, right? And at any given point in time, you might have one that needs you more than the other. And if that's the case, then it doesn't matter whose quote unquote turn it is, whether it's after work or on weekend or whether it's during work week. It's not about whose turn it is or what you're supposed to be doing. It's about who needs me the most right now. And so then, you know, adjusting it like that. And in our case, we were super and we are, we continue to be super lucky in terms of the support that we have from our parents or the kids' grandparents and even our siblings, like when we are away. So yeah, after Pia was born and had to go back to work, it really wasn't a big issue because the grandmothers were just like dying (laughs) to spend more time with Priya. And so... They ended up taking turns. And while I was away at work, they, Priya was really well taken care of by two people who, you know, loved her very much. But if we didn't have that, I think guilt would have been more of an issue or not even just guilt, but it's like, you know, practically speaking, like how, you know, babies require time and love and attention and and they have needs, right? Like practically speaking, like who's going to take care of the baby while the two parents are both at work? And, you know, there are different answers and different answers are better for different people depending on your priorities and stuff. So it's figuring out having a support system, I think, you know, whether it's family, whether it's hired help, whether it's another arrangement, but like having a support system in place that enables you to do both, I think, is what it comes down to. And if we didn't have the support system, no question about it, I don't know that I would have been able to add as much value as I did when I came back to work after Priya was born. It's worth pointing out just on the parenting and raising kids side, there can be a lot of guilt with can't be there with the kids right now, someone else has to watch them, et cetera, et cetera. But especially when we were traveling in that early period and the kids would stay with your parents, with my mom, it was initially hard. I mean, you know, it's an adjustment for the kids, it's an adjustment for us, but it became a really rich and rewarding experience for them. And they they have become a lot more comfortable in a lot of different contexts than I've seen some other kids be. And I think to your point, it's because they've learned that there are a lot of places where they are loved and cared for and safe and comfortable. So yeah, in our case, it was really important to have sort of that support system. But yeah, and and at the time we had to make the decision that I needed to go back to work. I don't remember. Did it feel like a difficult decision? I'm not sure. I just knew that this is what I was needed. And I knew that Priya was going to be fine with the grandmothers. I mean, to call Um, it a decision makes it sound like it could have gone either way. There, there, you know, there wasn't, there just things had to be done. And, you know, over the years, it's become really apparent how valuable having our kids spend that much time with their grandparents is. Because, you know, in our case, we, we deeply admire both sets of parents. And it's really awesome. I want our kids to spend a lot of time with them and to learn from them and get to know them. So it's been a really valuable experience, I think, in the relationship that they have with their grandparents right now is really, um, is really close. And I don't know that that would have happened if, you know, we quote unquote didn't need, <laughs> uh, need to step away and take care of work. Danny, what do you think? This is something that you've thought about a lot too. It is. And I mean, 
there's a perspective that when you have a baby, when you have kids, like you need an enormous amount of support. You just do, right? Everybody does. And, you know, I've come to be very, let's call it bullish on the idea of getting a lot of support. And the frame that that I think about that's been really helpful is that I, I was attending a training about accounting of all things. And the guy presenting it, his name is Greg Crabtree. He's got a book called Simple Numbers, Big Profits. But he was talking about how in business, 10% margin, 10% profit is the new breakeven. And the idea being that, you know, if you want your business to break even, if you're actually managing it to just break even so that you're covering your costs and there's nothing extra, then that means that because, you know, revenue and expenses don't always perfectly line up, you're actually going to be in the red a whole bunch of the time. So just to be comfortable, you need a 10% margin. And I don't know if it's just, you know, I happened to hear that around the time that all this craziness was going on, but I kind of adopted that idea for self-care and getting help and support and all those things. So whatever the amount of support is that you quote unquote need, make sure you get at least 10% more than that so that it actually works and you're not kind of stretching yourself to the breaking point because that's not good for you. It's not good for the kids. It's not good for the business either. Yeah, the biggest guilt factor for me was not so much about, you know, I should be with the kids and I should be spending time with them. It was more that I'm asking too much of our parents. The response that I've always received is like, are you kidding me? Like, we want to spend time with them. And, you know, this is a great opportunity. And, you know, they were super helpful. They loved it. And uh, that was sort of the biggest lesson. After the kids were born, it's like, if you're running a business together and have newborn kids, you cannot do it all by yourself. But also there's no need to be a hero. And asking for help is not necessarily a bad thing. And it gives other people an opportunity to help and contribute, which they want to often. We're a pretty close family. And I think we've become closer after the kids were born, for sure. Yeah, agreed. When I talk to entrepreneurs who are expecting their first child, like my number one advice is don't try to grow the business in the first two years of having a baby because it's just really hard. You know, we went through in the first few years of having the kids and they were very close in age as well. The first few years were very hard years for us business-wise. And I mean, obviously there are a lot of factors into why that might be and, you know, market dynamics and, you know, a million other things. But a big part of it is just that, you know, we were super sleep deprived. So it's like you're approaching everything with like a third of the cognitive faculties that you otherwise would. It was very, very difficult. And nothing wrong with that being the case. It's just, it's important to recognize that that is the case. Yeah, no, it's about making room for a whole new, I don't know, aspect or identity. And this is still true, but definitely in the first few months after Priya was born, it was like, there was nothing else that's more important to me than my child. And, you know, that was a totally, you know, new and interesting and at times overwhelming feeling. And then work became a second priority. Um, and then over the years, I've come to sort of like, think about it a little bit differently. It's not that work is a second priority and my kids are my first priority, but it's more that um, everything is a priority, but not in the same moment. So if my kids are sick, yes, for sure, I would cancel my meetings, take them to doctors and do what needs to be done, right? And at the same time, if we have a weekend event and the kids are fine, they are spending the day with their grandmothers and I'm focusing and, and being present at the work event. Something that's been really valuable, I think, is having conversations with the kids and you know, obviously in framing that makes sense to a seven and five-year-old, but talking about what we do and why it's meaningful. For us, it's been really valuable and meaningful to have this experience. The work we do together, the business we build and run together, it allows for the lifestyle that allows us to be there with the kids and the flexibility and all that. But it's also part of the example that I want to set as a role model for my kids of this is what work 
should be. It's about charting your course and doing something that matters to you and finding opportunities to help people and seeing it as a get to rather than a have to. I agree with that. And nicely said. Ah, there was something else that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, something else that we started doing, sweetie, was also traveling with kids and doing trips with them just one-on-one. And again, I don't know that it's related to us working as a couple or not, but because, you know, we're away sometimes, because we have events and all that stuff, we're trying to find other ways in which we can be with each other and really get to know each other and stuff. And so one of the things that we do is we uh, go on trips once a year with each of the kids. Um, Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I can share. I know that this is a, an entrepreneur thing specifically, but you know, a few years ago, I decided that's something I want to do. So each year for, for each kid's birthday, I would take them individually one-on-one on a father-son or father-daughter trip. And it's been a really rich and rewarding component to our relationship. It's really helped grow the relationship and it's been really valuable. And I do think the entrepreneurial lifestyle, the fact that we both work in the business has facilitated that at the very least in terms of flexibility. I mean, I talked to friends who have jobs and it'll come up. It's like, well, I want to do this, but I don't have the vacation days. Yeah. And so for me, I really like that too. So I do the same thing, but with the other kids. So when, sweetie, you're away on your trip with Priya, I would go on a trip with Micah. And like, it's not compensating for the time. It just adds a different way in which we connect with our kids and uh, being mindful of that and, you know, has been really helpful. And the same thing, like when we travel and then come back, you know, we don't usually have any plans the day after. So we can just, you know, spend time with them and being mindful of the impact that our schedules have on the kids and then finding ways to um, make it work or, or, you know, make things better and make it a win for everyone. Like having that perspective has been really helpful. So your dad is saying that Miracy is the oldest child. Uh, what do you think he means by that? I know. He means because... Mercy was born before me and Priya. What is your mom and dad's job? To run Mercy. He teaches people how to run businesses. Do you know what I do on a daily basis? No. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> do you know why we're recording this podcast? Do you know who this is for? Hannah? No, it's not for Hannah. We're recording this podcast for people who work together the way me and mommy work together, and they're trying to figure out how to do it. There's a lot about it that's hard. And so this interview, your advice is going to be really helpful to a lot of people, a lot of grownups even. So do you guys remember the last time your parents had to work when they didn't want to? On the wedding, Abba had to work. He had to stay at the hotel and go on the airport. But he didn't want to, so he came back home. Yes, it's true. What about sometimes when, you know, it's the weekend and I'm like, you guys are going out for breakfast. I'm like, no, I can't come because I have to work. Do you think I prefer working or do you think I prefer coming out for breakfast with you guys? Coming out. To come. You prefer to come, definitely. Yeah. Last Saturday was the last time you walked when you didn't want to. Well, what about this week when mommy had to work late in the evening and we were watching shows, just the three of us? Yeah, that was on Monday. In that case, it was yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. Yesterday we went out for dinner. (laughs) It was the day before yesterday. No, it was on Monday. 
How does it feel to you when we have to work, when we're not uh, usually working, but sometimes we had to work? How does that feel for you? Uh, like now, I want to be with you. Yeah? And hang out. And you are hanging out right now. And I don't like it. You don't like that we're hanging out? No, I don't like when you have to work and I don't want to. And you don't want to. So your mom and dad say that Miracy is part of the family. How do you see Miracy? Is it part of the family? No. No? Yes, it is. It's not. Okay, maybe you think that. I think it is. Okay, so Micah, why do you think it's part of the family? And then Priya will go to you. Because you do it every day and you see it every day. Like you see us every day. It's not part of the family because it never comes home. And it doesn't have a bed or a tablet or a room. Yes, it has a room. Mommy's room and Abba's room because they walk with it in their rooms. You and Abba talk together about Miracy a lot. Like when? Like when they're stressed or something. Mm. What does it sound like when we're stressed about something? It sounds like blah, 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 blah. What do Abba and I say when we're stressed or tired? They talk about what went wrong and how to fix it. True, they do talk about that sometimes. When they're with us, I like to say, get off your phone. Yeah, get off your phone. When we're talking about things that are bothering us, how do you react? I just be patient. Me too. Well, we appreciate you being patient. Are there advantages to having your mommy and daddy work together? Yeah. What are some of the advantages, Priya? If they work together, they get home on time. And after school, they can actually be with the children instead of working all night and then not working the other day. But working at night, not working in the morning. Not working at night, not working in the morning. Yeah. I mean, you know, what helps is that me and Abba work from home also, right? Some parents, or probably most parents, I don't know, anymore, they actually have to go somewhere to work. And so when they finish work, they still have to come back, and it adds more time to their day. True. Very, very true. Yeah. That's why it doesn't make sense for parents to work on different places. Is it boring when me and mommy talk about work? Yeah, because we just either sit or watch. And I don't like sitting or watching. We either sit and watch you or just watch you. Or do cartwheels all day. (laughs) Priya, not for me. No, that's just you. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Do you listen to us when we're talking about work? Yeah, I do What kind of things do you notice when you hear us talking about work? Like this person does this, and this person does that, and this person is bad. (laughs) I think what we could possibly do, I mean, you can have the kids do the introduction, which you already have. Right now, you're talking about work. Yeah, right now we are talking about work. You guys are helping us with work. How's that? Yeah, this is part of our work. (laughs) I know the two of you have spent a lot of time doing sleepovers at your grandparents. And it started out because me and Abba were out of town and, you know, we weren't home. Do you have any advice for kids whose parents are going to be away on how to be happy when their parents are away? If your parents were going to be away, 
I would say, don't think about it. Just think about fun, fun things. Yeah, just fun things with your grandma. I'm proud because they have a big, 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 big business. Yeah, they have a giant business. I mean, we don't actually. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not true. We have a small business compared to businesses, other businesses.、Uh, Would you be still proud of us if we had a small business? Yes. So, what are you proud of? I'm proud that you keep walking even when things are low. I guess that's it. I'm Priya Patakini, and I'm Micah, and this has been for better or for walk. For better or for walk is part of the Mercy Podcast Network. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lam, Jeff Gavotin, and Mishi Das put it together. My dad, Danny Ini, is the executive producer. If you like the show, follow us and leave the star review. It makes us feel really good. Okay, thanks. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Danny Eni, executive producer of Mira CFM and lead instructor of the Hybrid Course University. If online courses might be a part of your business plan for this year, you'll be interested to know that from May 22nd through 25th, we're enrolling into the new AI edition of the Hybrid Course University, and we're offering the entire program on a pay-what-you-can basis. So you set the price that feels right to you. If you want to check out the details and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open. Head over to miracy.fm/hcu.